What's up, dude? Oh, hey, sorry, sorry. We slurp it. I'm eating spaghetti. Huh? Well, hold on. Got my mouth full. <laughs> Did you say, how do you sound right now? Yeah, he said he's got his yeah. mouth full. <laughs> I mean, do I sound normal? Well, that's... Never. That's <laughs> relative, I guess. I'm normal. Avengers Spotlight! it might be fun at some point to do something truly huge you know like similar to what what mike and i were trying to do with crisis you know like like something of that magnitude you know where where it was a big story had a lot of crossovers um maybe something like acts of vengeance or something like that i just don't want to do something so big that we fizzle out in the middle of it that's the only thing i don't want to do yeah (laughs) Yeah, I, i know what that's like well, there's Infinity War. We could chart doing that in time for Infinity War. <laughs> is that one any good though? Because see, I only it, ever read Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet. And, Infinity and Gauntlet's good. Infinity sucked. War is good. Infinity Crusade sucked. Is that the one with all the doppelgangers? Uh, no, Infinity War has no, the pro- doppelgangers, and that was I thought that was good. Oh, okay. Uh, Infinity Crusade is the one with her, where yeah. she's the goddess. I didn't yeah. like that at all. I never read that one. See, that I was where, where I thought of... they just went to the well once too often at that point. I didn't read either of the sequels, and I'm prejudiced against the second one only from association. I never actually read it, but I remember some of the cro- – specifically, I remember the Spider-Man crossovers were just f***ing abysmal. So... I can't speak to the crossovers, but the actual six-issue series I thought was pretty good. All right. Well, uh, I, I thought it was entertaining. The... It's, it's you know, the mages and stuff. I, I thought it was good. I have to I have to give it a uh, I have to give it a try. It, it's not as epic as the Infinity Gauntlet. Epic or Ipecac? Ipecac. From or the Ipecac. From the today's e- episode of uh, Listen to the Prophets. I, I would I would totally be into that show if it wasn't about DS Nine. <laughs> I would be totally be into Back to the Bins if it wasn't. Well, about You should comics. just listen to our piffy discussions. Because we tangent, I get enough of you pithy guys as it is. Hey, piff off, <laughs> mother piffer. I, I prefer to take the pith out of him personally, but I know. take the piff. I take the piff. <laughs> I pee the piff. I pee the piff. What do we? What do we get rolling on this thing right. already? We've been on for like oh an hour. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> <coughs> Pumpernickel, Pumpernickel. Okay, we ready now? Yep. <coughs> uh, what episode is this? Oh, Twenty-five, I think. I think we're on twenty-five. Let me see. Hold on, I'll tell you. Avengers Spotlight. 
I do pull. Uh, I'm looking right now. As am I. This is 20. Yes, this is 25. Ooh. This is 25. (laughs) Take that. Okay. Back to the Mike's Amazing World. I got the book. How many times are you going to clear your throat in my headset? Uh, Jesus. I know. I know. He sucks, doesn't he? I hate Bill. It's like I got mucus in my ears now. (laughs) Why did you make me have him as a partner? (laughs) Hate him. Okay. Then I, then I gotta pretend like I like him on the air. <sighs> okay, yeah, now I'm ready. Ambulance for Bill. <laughs> <Can't breathe>. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> okay, we we ready to open it? You have to clear your throat six more times. <laughs> Did you guys miss me or what? <laughs> John Pignette, here I come. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you for that, Scott. <laughs> been a long time since I laughed that hard. <sighs> Can't breathe. <laughs> okay. <sighs> yeah, I'm not going to clear my throat, I swear. <laughs> yes, you are. No, no. I'm good. i got to blow my nose, though. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's go, mucus boy. Hello, and welcome to Avengers Spotlight. And this time around, it is our 25th Avengers Spotlight, our silver anniversary, right? Right, Paul? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, this one is here, and you're here. Yeah, hold on, hold on. <coughs> okay. <laughs> Do we, are we channeling anyone else? Is there anyone else in the room? Speak to us, oh, disembodied spirit. <coughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> he, t- he turned into the Wicked Witch of the West, honestly. <laughs> I, I, was, I was channeling an elk, but I, I don't know if that came across or not. Somebody out there will get that reference. <clears throat> How you doing, fellas? <laughs> well, we are so happy to have you here because we are, we are covering your very special, your most wonderful Avengers storyline ever. We are on the second part. Of the Celestial Madonna saga. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh awesome. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> How you guys doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm just wiping the tears off my off my. Oh, face. yeah, me too. <laughs> I laughed so hard that the tears fell in my glasses. I take my glasses <laughs> off and wipe them out. Which is kind of bad because there's lights on the side of my glasses, and I'm lucky I didn't get electric. No, <laughs> what happened to Bill? I don't. I, I'd sing. I'd sing tears on my comic for the, to the tune of tears in my beer, but I, I don't know the words. <laughs> there's a tear in my beer. That's all I know. Yep. That's all I got. <sighs> so second chapter, right? 
Yeah. Well, well, first off, you got any Avengers news? I don't think so. They're still working on the movies. Um. Well, there was the the news supposedly that uh, that Evans wants out after. Really, I heard that. What is his last contractual movie? Is it, well, is had, it like, Infinity War? Uh, Infinity War, yeah. Oh, is he back to that again? I guess. I you know. I, I if he really doesn't want to do it, then then I guess you know okay. I, I I hope it's not just a ploy for more money or something. But what bothers me more than anything is as soon as I saw this, then I saw like umpteen thousand posts on Facebook today. Oh my god, I hope that get, means that we're gonna get Bucky Cap, and I'm like. No, please. No, I, no. I hope not. I really but, don't want that. I really, really don't want that. See, you so, and I had totally opposite thoughts, though, because I thought, I hope it is just a play for money, because I don't give a shit if he's asking for more money. Just keep coming back and play the character. Yeah, that's true, I guess. So long as it doesn't affect his performance, you know. But it's just, I, I don't know. I, I, I find that... Well, maybe he's wait. tired of the of the strict physical regime that he has to maintain. He wants to go out and get fat. Yeah. Be come, come, join us. I know. I work at it all the time. <laughs> Constantly shoveling food in my mouth. I mean, that you know, if he wants more money for it, that that's fine. But there's something about when they do that publicly, like like using. It's almost like they're using the fandom for that, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. And I, I mm-hmm. don't know. There's that that always leaves kind of a sour taste in my mouth. But I, I don't know. That. That's all I could really think of Avengers newsy wise. Um, I've been, you know, kind of keeping, you know, half a half an eye out for, uh, you know, different news stories about, you know, the the upcoming movie and all that sort of thing. I'm really jazzed about the the new movies that we have leading up to uh, Infinity War, Ragnarok, Guardians yeah. two. Did you uh, see all the all the negative backlash that? Uh, was out there after the pictures got released and what was that entertainment weekly for Ragnarok I, I didn't get it everybody's like losing their minds oh my god Thor cut his hair and he's got a different outfit and they're freaking all they out. did like, was match him up to his current being unworthy costume in the comics oh is that what it, okay yeah. is that what that see I, did, I didn't know that but I don't care who cares so he got yeah. short hair he still look he still looks you know tough and yeah, like he could beat the crap out of people. That's that's all I want from Thor. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. You know, there was there was a lot of comment about the the actual picture on the cover. It's him, Hela, and uh, supposedly the Valkyrie. Although I really hope that's not Valkyrie because she doesn't look a thing like the. Oh, well, I thought it might be the Enchantress. So. But oh, maybe the Enchantress. Which but cover there was are you guys the, looking at? It's it's the new one on Entertainment Weekly, or at least I think it's Entertainment Weekly. Oh, but there was yeah. a lot of comments on on how cheesy it looked, and oh, it you know it doesn't look very good. And I'm thinking, did we not learn anything from X Men Apocalypse? Because you know, say what you want about the movie, I remember everybody losing their minds in the same way when they started to see pictures of Apocalypse and some of the other characters, and they were comparing him to somebody from Power Rangers, and and mm. making all these comments about how how cheesy. And they did the same thing with Ultron. Remember when they when they had the Mm-hmm. Some of the production uh, stills of Ultron going, oh, my God, that looks awful. And it's like, yeah, stupid, because they're going to CGI him in. That's not the costume that they're going with. And, and so it's like, have we not learned by this point? I don't know. It's No, we have not. We we are in a community of people who look for reasons to bitch and moan about everything. It's it's one of the things I regret about our community, but it exists. Right. Well, yeah, one of the... Um, um... 
theories I had heard or seen somebody post about was that um, Hela may actually be so she's the goddess of death in the Asgardian stuff so maybe she will actually be the you know how Thanos worships death and she kind of looks like like maybe she'll be playing the role of death to Thanos as well oh that's right. cool I, I don't mind if they tie that together yeah so we'll see I know that's different from in the comics, but who cares? Right, yeah, because death is you know usually some female figure in a in a in a robe, and occasionally you see a human face. But usually you pull back the robe, and it's a you know skull. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. I mean, I can understand what people say. Oh, I prefer to be true to the source material. I understand that because sometimes I feel that way. Mm-hmm. In this instance, it doesn't bother me. I won't complain about other people who it does bother. Right. But- you know, okay. so you think they're gonna? That's that's the way they're gonna leave Jeff Goldblum. Do you think they're gonna add anything to him? I mean, I'm I'm fine with that. He just looks like Jeff Goldblum with a lot of, you know, he's got like some silver hair. I mean, right. the Grandmaster was like always, you know, larger than 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 your average human, like like 13, 14 feet tall, blue skin, big yeah, head, I didn't white think he hair. looked as silly as they make Jeff Goldblum look in the part, though. I'm I'm mm-hmm. hoping you know he looks a little bit more realistic. Right. Like that's that's the only thing about it is it, it, it he looks like Jeff Goldblum in heavy makeup. I want him to look more like he's supposed to look. You know, the, like this is really the way he looks, not that it's just heavy makeup. Well, they right. and I'm hoping the CGI. You know, they clean it up a little bit and it looks fine. I'm hoping. Well, they took down the collector as well because the collector was you know with uh, I, with Del Toro. I mean, maybe he, not. He had down such his acting. A, he had such a small part that he didn't bother me, but I didn't really care for his look either. Yeah. So in, in one breath I'm saying everybody's got to get over it, and the other breath I'm saying, oh, I didn't like the way he locked. <laughs> uh, but 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 put it in perspective. I didn't like the way he looked, but it didn't affect the movie for me. I was fine. You know, I'm 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 not gonna you know I'm not losing my shit over it. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering why if that really is Valkyrie. Why did they go that direction with the casting on that character? Because she should look like she does in the comics only because in the comics, she is very classically, you know, a a German woman, you know, and she's, she's, you know, got the blonde pigtails and the blue eye. I mean, she's very much, you know, that's a cultural thing so is this valkyrie supposed to be like a classic valkyrie out of legend or is that just going to be her name and they're going to come up with a like a completely different backstory for her that doesn't really tie into mythology or anything i'm I'm very curious where they're going with that i think they were loosely tied into into the mythology later and uh, gene i don't i can't remember what gene's thoughts are in this gene hendrix who actually does is you know worships north gods Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when when they said that they were aliens, I think that kind of gave them an out that, you know, they're not locked into the regular Norse stereotypes, I would think, which is why Heimdall, like I had no problem with Heimdall. I figure if he's uh, outside on the Rainbow Bridge all day long, you know, maybe his skin is going to get a little darker. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the, on the one hand, yourself is clearly not Norse. Send all your hate mail to me. You know, he's, he's clearly not Norse, but on the other hand, Idris is really cool, so I didn't care. It yeah, didn't bother right, me. Right, Plus, yeah. Heimdall's a relatively small character in the whole thing. Like, you know, it, again, it didn't bother me that they veered off the the look. Um, 
you know, the fact that they, we talked about this once before, the fact that they made Hogan Asian didn't bother me either. Right. I don't know. It's maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not invested enough in these characters. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to turn it into a, into a racial thing. It, it's just with that particular character. I just hate all people it, who it, aren't like me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> with that particular character, it, it just, it, it was more noticeable, I guess, because I'm, I, I hate to say invested because it's not like I'm, you know, some huge Valkyrie fan. It's just, I am slightly more invested in that character just because I know her, you know, I, I know her, her from, you know, the defenders and other things and everything. So to me, you know, she she does have a, a very you know specific look and everything, and and as I say, you know, I, I look at this woman. If that truly is the role that she's playing, I just look at her as miscast, only in the sense of she does not look like uh, like a German woman. You know what I mean? And and I consider, you know, when I when I look at the Valkyrie, that's what I think of. Is I think of like, you know, like an opera singer or something like that, you know? I, I don't know. It's, it's hard lady. to explain, but... What's that? <laughs> not, fat not lady singing. fat lady, but, you know, that, that kind of look, you know? <laughs> I don't know, like a, like a warrior... Of course, now I just picture Bugs Bunny. And right, yeah. right. <laughs> I, I, just, I just think yeah, in, the com- in the comics, she was always hot in the comics, and I yeah. wish they got somebody who looked like that. Just because she was hot. <laughs> I don't know. Is she hot, though? I don't know. I, I'm not sure about the girl they have playing it, so I can't say. I mean, she's not ugly or anything. She's, you know, but I didn't... I don't know. I'm just going to let it lie there, I guess, before I get myself in any more trouble. But I was just a little mystified by that particular casting decision. But that said, I am incredibly jazzed for... Actually, for all the movies, that, you know, the Marvel movies we're going to get this year. I'm really looking forward to Guardians 2. Looking forward to... Uh, Ragnarok and looking forward to Homecoming. So it's it's going to be a good year at the box office, I think, Marvel wise. Just just to make you upset, they're going to have uh, Justice League. <laughs> eh. it's, Scott Scott seems too happy. What can we do? <laughs> Justice League, Smunctious League. As long as I get to get my Marvel right, that's there what you you're go. Saying. That's it. Let them do what they so, want. So with that, I think I'm going to jump into some facts about tonight's book. Cool. After we have, since we have covered the news and run it into the ground, uh, we are going to be covering tonight giant-sized Avengers number dose number two. The, I was told there'd be no myth. Oh, sorry. The Wait, cover giant-sized Avengers? Oh, yeah. I thought we were doing giant-sized man thing. Sorry. No, that's only in your dreams. <laughs> no, giant-sized Avengers number dose. November date, no, no, November date, cover date, <laughs> November 1974. As always, Paul, where were you in 1974? <laughs> November. Graduating college. Getting ready for Christmas. Uh, 1974, I would have been in sixth grade, fifth grade, depending on when in 74, November. Rolling so kids for the lunch. I would have been in fifth grade. Hey, kid, give me a lunch Oh, no, money. sixth. Excuse me. I would have been in sixth. That's right. <laughs> I was just going to say, taking some kid's lunch money. That is hysterical. No, I was, I was wimpy. I was probably having my lunch money taken from me. Was? Oh, please. Please don't take my lunch money, sir. I just... I'll get you someday. <laughs> I'll see you in court. As God is my witness, I won't miss lunch again. <laughs> <laughs> and on that day, Paul's life was changed. 
No. Anyway, <laughs> on sale day was August 27th, 1974, for a whopping 50 cents. Woohoo! 64 pages. Of course, the back half of it is a Fantastic Four reprint about Ramatut, which we're not going to cover, so go listen to that on the Fantastic Cast. And on our cover, we have uh, pencilers Ron Wilson and inker Frank Giacoya. And my uh, illustrious uh, co-host brought up a, a fact that Paul and I were very r- remiss on and could not figure out. One of these things does not belong here. One of these things <laughs> just isn't the same. And Paul and I could not figure out. We're like, well, what? What? Blah, 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 blah. And uh, that is the fact that in this, lo- this wonderful picture we have of of a gigantic Ramatut and a somewhat gigantic Kang looming over <laughs> looming over Vision, Captain America, Swordsman, and Karate Chop, Scarlet Witch, and flat on his ass Iron Man. Um, Captain America apparently is not even in this book. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no Rogers when he's gone. I know, I know, I know. It looks like Ramata is standing up in front of the classroom on, like, (laughs) bring your son in a diving suit to work day or something. (laughs) Just, yeah, it's really, it's very strange. Or or he's the teacher, and he's about to introduce Diving Bell Man, but Iron Man has, uh, you know, fallen fallen for some prank (laughs) in the class. You know, and he's looking at him like, did you bring enough gum for everyone, Tony Stark? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Don't displace me in time. My theory on this, and we were talking about it earlier, my theory is that they commissioned the cover without realizing what was going on in Captain America's series. Mm. And this is the time just after the uh, Secret Empire story when uh, he stopped being Captain America for a period totally and then turned into nomad for a short time before he resumed captain america so this would have been this would have come out at a point when he was not captain america so uh he just disappeared off the cover but i guess they didn't realize that when they said (laughs) when they came up with the idea of what to draw on it wait cap cap turned into a probe that was looking around for roy kirk (laughs) yes error 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 you are the creator I just realized that the the uh, Ramatut, the Mad Pharaoh here, um, stole Hercules's kilt too. Oh yeah, look at that. That's pretty He's much buff, the one though. there. Is he? He is Ram- Ramatut in the book is not nearly as buff as he looks on the cover. <laughs> well, obviously, if he's well, he was past Kang, but then he's future Kang. Obviously, Kang let himself go, or is going to have to work himself out. I don't know what's going he's, on. He's wearing lifts as Ramatut. <laughs> But is that is is that a snake on his helmet, or is he just damn glad to see us? <laughs> How you doing? It looks more like a snake with a bird head on it. <laughs> That's angry it's like, snake. It's like a buzzard head. <laughs> oh, 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 my head. Oh, oh, oh. oh look at my head. That. I like the swordsman where he's going, I'll cut you, bitch. I got a sword. I cut you. Iron, Iron Man can't stand up because of the weight of his nose pulling him down. <laughs> And his solar batteries aren't charged up enough. Notice the Kirby crackle at the base of the uh, oh, yes. two villains. That oh. is very nice. And it actually wraps around and goes out into the space a little bit, too, behind Cap's face and uh, the swordsman's head. And it goes which swirls. all ties in because you have the star up in the sky, which is the Celestial Madonna star. A star, a star above Avengers Mansion, a star, blah, 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 blah. 
blah 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 blah. Let let's let's address that. I'm sorry that I, I was not here for chapter one, but I guess that's part of why I'm not a big fan of this storyline to begin with. Is I just don't understand it. So let me see if I've got this straight. So Kang has come back through time because essentially there's going to be a Christ moment, and he wants to play Joseph to the celestial Mary that's going to, to birth another Christ figure? Is that, is that what I'm getting out of this? Well, yes and no, but yeah. he wants to do the nasty and actually father the baby. Right. Yeah, And, uh, and, it's, and go, okay. it's going to be a celestial uh, messiah. Right. Yeah, but the best part is he can't figure out if it's Mantis, Scarlet Witch, or Agatha Harkness. He's going to need some Viagra for that last I one. I think he could <laughs> eliminate one of those things right off. But, you know. I don't know. Maybe I'm being or age discriminating, you know, because well, maybe she's good in the sack. Oh God! Well, she did have Nicholas. Nicholas Scratch. Nicodemus. I'm just no. Wondering... She's she's got her son. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Nicholas yeah. Scratch from the uh, Salem Seven. Yeah, but you know, maybe she did that when she was younger. Well, he was a grown man. So she looks older than Aunt May, younger. man. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Is is Stingle? Uh, yeah, Stingleheart. Steve, <laughs> Steve Englehart is he is he the through line writer on this entire thing? I mean, is this all his baby and brainchild? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he is. I'm checking the other um, things real quick. The other. I'm, just, I'm wondering what he had. You know what what was the ultimate goal with with this? I, I, I guess we're gonna, just going to have to see that play out. I honestly cannot remember where this goes. I I remembered basically what happens at the end of this issue and a couple other things later on in the story and much of it I have blocked from my memory so I'm kind of curious to to relive it again and see if there's a reason why certain things yep even hard all the way through happen so see see Bill and I were talking about this the other day this story technically ends at giant size Avengers number four right but in my mind and you got to remember this is very yeah. early in my collecting days I was I was hanging on this every, every month when it came out. Uh, in my mind, it really didn't end there. In my mind, because they go right back into a Kang storyline again. So I don't feel like it ended until the end of that Western saga that they did. Are we doing that? That's, that's the question Bill and I have been juggling is do we, you know, because it's already like 10 issues. Do we up it to like 15 and... and Really, well, there's a the couple story. filler issues that we could skip. There's like a, I, I think there's a filler. There's issue. definitely one, one or two reprint issues in yeah. there. So yeah, we can skip those, or at least that. I know there's definitely one reprint issue we could skip. Have you guys read the Celestial Quest? Uh, no. I've got it, but it's been a long time since I've looked at it. I have it, and I've never read it, and I'm just noticing that Engelhart is the writer on that as well, and at least one issue of that is uh, penciled by. Joe Staten. Now, not not to bust you guys' chops, but I was really disappointed that you guys talked very, very little about the art in the prior issue, uh, the first chapter of this, because I was really taken with the art. Um, I had completely forgotten that Joe Staten ever did any Avengers. And uh, I really liked the mashup of, uh, of him and Buscema and that, but you guys didn't seem to, to hold it in very high regard. I was just curious no. why. Well, I, I didn't really we were... care for his inking on it. I, I thought, it, I thought his, he was a little uh, heavy-handed, actually. Not heavy-handed in imposing his own style. Just I thought the lines were a little thicker, if I'm remembering right. Uh, and the backgrounds weren't particularly detailed. I, I didn't think he did any, I didn't think he did Buscema any favors. Well, we were a little 
the, the way Kang kept um, Kang's head. Yeah, it would vary in size. <laughs> yeah, he does have a bulbous cranium. That is for sure. Yeah, or at least a bulbous head headpiece. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I I liked it, but I, I see what you know. I see what you're saying. Yeah, the the inking is inconsistent, and I will disagree with you, Paul. I I think you were you were spot on when you said heavy handed because I really see the Staten in the art, and with him being the inker, that shouldn't necessarily be the case. To where it almost looks like Joe Staten penciled the story, which he mm-hmm. did not, unless this was a case of. Busima doing very loose breakdowns and then Staten truly, you know, filled in all the blanks, which I doubt that was the case. But uh, I really liked it because, you know, of course, it takes me back to, you know, uh, the Justice Society and all that sort of thing. And if I'm remembering properly, I, I did look this up and now I've forgotten, but I think this was very, very early in Staten's career. So, you know, that mm. that might be some of the reason, you know, not to make excuses for him, but that might be part of the reason why. It, it you know has the look it does, but I, I dig it. I'm a I'm a Joe Staten Mark anyway. I really like the guy. I was kind of disappointed that uh, he uh, was not one of the artists on this issue. Although that's not to say I didn't like the art in this issue. I I do. You know the one that eventually Bill's going to synopsize. Um, actually, I was just looking and also John Ramada. Uh, John Ramada. John Ramita actually did some inks on the hotel the guy. <laughs> no, that's Howard Johnson. Uh, <laughs> Like, because here in my index, it says that Frank Giacoya and John Romita did cover inks. Because I was looking for an inker inside the book, but apparently it looks like Dave Cochran did everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just I, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. get to it, but I really actually like the artwork in this issue very much. And so, with our credits for A Blast from the Past, we have writer Steve Englehart, artist Dave Cochran, Tom Orzakowski. Hey, I love Tom Orzakowski. Letters. Bill Mantelo, colorist, and Roy Thomas is the editor. And the synopsis, it goes like this. After capturing three jewel thieves, Hawkeye hears of Kang's attack on the Avengers and heads to Avengers Mansion to help. Finding only the team's butler Jarvis, who had lost control of his bowels last issue after being paralyzed, who tells him that Kang abducted Mantis, Agatha Harkness, and most of the Avengers as part of his mad quest for the Celestial Madonna. Jarvis also notes Kang deemed the swordsman too insignificant to capture, which has made the depressed swordsman's already precarious mental state even worse. <laughs> the swordsman himself returns moments later with new ally, Ramatut. Hawkeye is wary, knowing that Ramatut is an alternate version of Kang, but decides to play along, partly to keep the desperate swordsman's spirits up, because he's a psycho. Meanwhile, Kang has encased Iron Man, Thor, and Vision inside three macrobots to serve as power sources for these killer robots. While... As, a, as opposed to macaroni bots, that's a completely mm. different thing. <laughs> yes. While Harkness, Mantis, and Scarlet Witch are held inside Kang's prison tubes until he can determine which one of them is the predestined celestial Madonna. Idiot. Kang sends the Vision macrobot to the UN to kill the US Secretary of State, but Hawkeye, Swordsman, and Rama oppose it until Hawkeye deactivates it by using an inkjet arrow, you know what ink costs nowadays, to cut off the Vision's solar power supply. When Kang sends the Iron Man macrobot after China's leadership in Peking, his three foes intervene again, now joined by the Vision. 
The latter's presence sparks an argument between Mantis and Scarlet Witch. He's my man. No, he's my man. You stay away from my man. He's my blah, 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 blah. Over their competing romantic interest in the vision. Who frees Iron Man by solidifying his cape inside the robot? What the f***? Blowing it, <laughs> blowing it up. A furious Kang sends the Thor macrobot against his foes. And what, the if he, what if Kang had screwed up and actually sent in the Macarena bots? <laughs> then you have to send in two at once. <laughs> yeah, because they'd have to do it in time. Now we're going to fight the Avengers. <laughs> hey, Macarena bots. <laughs> Thor Macrobot against his foes, and the Vision frees Wanda, Mantis, and Harkness. Oh, that that hot, sexy, geriatric minx her. Together, the Avengers and Mantis battle the Macrobot until Scarlet Witch fells it with a redirected meteor. <laughs> yeah, let me let me just say that again. With a redirected meteor. Okay. And Ramatat frees Thor. Period. Kang attacks Ramatut, baffled by facing another version of himself, and their clash triggers temporal shifts. Shifts. During which Kang realizes that Mantis, to everyone's surprise, is the Celestial Madonna. Come on down. You're the. No, no. Ramatut tries to convince Kang to give up his futile and destructive quest, but Kang threatens to kill Mantis if he cannot have her. That's a good plan. Swordsman lunges in front of her, intercepting Kang's lethal lightning blast himself, while Ramatut tackles Kang a second too late. The enraged Ramatut, <clears throat> the enraged Ramatut's struggle with Kang triggers the Time Sphere. Of course it does, causing Kang and Ramatut to vanish. <clears throat> Mantis tries to comfort the dying swordsman. Oh, now you care, bitch! Realizing too late that she still loves him and regretting how badly she treated him, <clears throat> the swordsman dies, calling himself. An insignificant failure, though his fellow Avengers solemnly agree. I mean, disagree. I'm mean, no story. Sorry, I sucked. sucked. Oh. Yeah, we're sorry you sucked too. So we're in agreement. <laughs> you know what? That's the first thing I'm going to jump right out with before we start looking at this thing page by page. I know he was brought in as kind of a loser and that's why he had the insecurity and all that but was this the heroic redemption death that you wanted to give him I'm a or, was loser, it like, or was it kind of like going out like a bitch I'm a loser baby so why don't you kill me because <laughs> I'm not sure that, that it had the effect that he was shooting for there no no pun intended uh, <laughs> I, I, I think he kind of went out as, as a bitch <laughs> yep yes he did so. He, he, okay. went, he went out as he lived. <laughs> he, died, he died the way he lived yep. and could be proud. <laughs> I just saw that you changed your picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just not noticed. <laughs> I hadn't noticed it till now. Him. Him. And <laughs> All right. Back to the book. Back to the books. Da, da, da. Back to the bins. Oh, sorry. So we have the opening shot. Uh, Oh, you know, I just I just realized that Hawkeye is on a rope. I didn't see. I was wondering how he was like swinging in midair, but yeah, he's oh, got a rope. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you you really you really do speed up your journey across town if you Tight. take the time to cinch the rope to something, then tie it around yourself, then swing over, then figure out a way to get it over to your side again, so that you can do it all over again to get to the next building. 
You know what? Drop down to street level and just walk from building to building. It's easier. I got cabs, buddy. <laughs> That's uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to Blaine Dowler when he does comic book physics, but he actually did a, uh, a, a mathematical and scientific check on could Spider-Man possibly cross Midtown faster on his webs than being in a car. And uh, it's like, well, if all works out perfect, yes. But if he runs into anything that slows him down, no. So, and this is this is much more complex than using, you know, just shooting webs out of your wrist and then letting them go and not giving a shit. Well, this is, wait, hey, that's my rope, man. I need that back. Well, what, do, what do you think? I have thirty ropes with me. I well, on the next page, you 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 see his. Uh, I don't want to see his. You see his quiver where he keeps his shafts. <laughs> But in, in this picture, you don't even see it behind him. But you you look on the next page, and it's, the rope is around around the quiver. Now, what is that made out of? Is that made out of like some really strong metal? Hemp. Because wouldn't I just crush the heck out of it? And he's like trying to pull an arrow out, going, <laughs> I can't get it. I would think well, the, that the, other, have the other the other one hurt and ro- chafe and everything. That can't be comfortable. No, not at all. On on that second page, look at the arrow Hawkeye shoots at, at the guy on the uh, second to last panel. It's shooting like Dr. Octopus arms out of it. How the hell does he fit that in his quiver? I don't care how much it contracts. It's compressed. That's, I, 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 left, I left today. I have one arrow. <laughs> That's all I could no, fit. No, man. It's like, it's like really compressed. It Pim particles. Pim particles. They'd have to come up with something like that. As, as soon as it opens, the pim particles dissipate and the, the coils come out and wrap around the thug. Yeah, I yeah, will that's... say that I never realized that he has purple trunks before because on that third panel on the second page, his skirt's actually blowing up as he lands on the ground. <laughs> I never noticed that before. I, I mean, noticed not... how his, oh, his rope just kind of let go of him like it's a snake. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a woof. Okay. It's a life of its own. You, you've you landed. I will release. <laughs> and it was just perfect to get him to the street, too. He's a master of calculations. And he's got the steel band arrows. He's got the gag arrow in the end of the gun. <laughs> and that guy's looking at it like, <laughs> steel bands pinning me. I like the one whacking the guy in the back of the head. Tunk. <laughs> uh, and then he just gets on the phone and says, hey, is that like a police call box? What is that? It's yeah. not even a regular yeah. phone. That's yeah, just... that's a police call box yeah. or a fire call, an emergency call box. Oh, yeah. They even they didn't have, have those, those anymore? No, I don't think they have them anymore, but they did back then. Yeah. I like how I like how the cop that shows up is like completely up on everything that's going on at Avengers Mansion. Right. Well, and, and, and Hawkeye knows him. Hey, Keegan, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> oh, sure, sure. But if me buddies were in big trouble, I'd be with them. Get your ass moving, you lazy... <laughs> <laughs> Because then in the next place, uh, he, well, because Haw- Hawkeye says, trouble, what kind? Oh, the worst, Kane the Conqueror kidnapped him just before dawn and claimed he was gearing up for World War Three. In English, English, Keegan, please. I wish this said exactly where this was because he tells him that and then Hawkeye runs off and I'm imagining him having to run like 50 blocks to get there as opposed to just getting a lift from Keegan. Yes, after our our our, uh, our death march through <laughs> throughout <laughs> Oh god. Cuz he's just he's just headed away on foot, you know. 
Yeah, so more of those those arrow ropes he just you know shot and swung, and then you know scraped his ass on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! It makes it look like it's actually happening like across the street from Avengers Mansion or something, you know, because it yeah, goes from it's one. It's right there. What's wrong? With you? <laughs> You're on the front lawn. It's around the corner. The only reason I'm here is because they called up to complain that you're trespassing. <laughs> and uh, he gets to the mansion and is, hey, they didn't change the locks. Well, you didn't even use a key. You just grabbed the doorknob. What do you, you know? Yoo-hoo, your prodigal son's home. And he, didn't he just tell you everybody's been kidnapped? What the hell's wrong with you? Yep. So he's running around and uh, he comes up to, uh, I don't know, it's like Jarvis aged some since the last issue. Yeah, he looks well. different. It almost looks like, see, they say Dave Cockrum does all the art, but I, I don't know. It looks like there's a change from that page to, like, even in, on these few pages, Jarvis looks a little different. Like, the first panel that he's in on this page compared to the first panel he's in on the next, I don't know. It just doesn't look as detailed. I think He looks like diff- a little bit like Professor X with the uh, ring of hair. Yeah. I think there's different inkers. I really do. That's what I was thinking, Possible. Too. Because on that very last page, there's uh, especially that third panel where where Mantis is crying as Swordsman ooh, dies. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That that looks very John Byrne to me right there. Very especially her face, her lips, a lot of how she's drawn right there. So I don't know. I mean, but there are several different pages throughout the book that, as you say, do look different. Sometimes the character model changes slightly from uh, from page to page. So I'm wondering if this may be a many hands project as far as the inking goes. Yeah, I find it's it interesting. Very possible. Yeah, I find it interesting that only Dave Cockrum is listed as the as the artist on this, but I don't think it has a uniform feel to it. So I don't know. All right, so I'm not crazy. <laughs> well, not no. about this anyway. So oh, I, I got to get back to where we were. Uh, what, yeah, what, page so, are you, what page are you on at the moment? I'm on page six of the art. Oh, okay. Uh, where he, Jarvis slaps him on the shoulder and scares him, whatever. Huh? <laughs> I like to see him turn around and just belt him in the head without what? knowing who it is. <laughs> well, shoot, shoot one of those Doc Ock arrows at him. <laughs> I'm immobilized again. Oh, no, my bowels. Oh. <laughs> I've been told that I can't have any shock to the system. <laughs> and we get the uh, once again. That could, that could definitely be a great ongoing joke, you know, <laughs> ongoing gag in the series. Well, you know, and then it all culminated when he was put in the hospital by the, by the masters of evil. He had its severe colon discharge, whatever. So. Ew. And we get the recap again of last uh, issue above uh, Kang doing the whole uh, the star above your mansion proclaims the completeness of the Celestial Madonna. Madonna? Lady Madonna. Lady Madonna. Yeah, and he's still unaware. Which one could it be? Which one could it be? Yeah. And then he tell I'm, I'm voting for Harkness. Oh, yeah. She's hot. And then... Um, uh, he tells him about the swordsman being blown off, and then poof, there's a swordsman with giant headdress Ramatut. Now look at the swordsman in that particular panel. 
Mm-hmm. It's I think it's because of the coloring in the background being very close to the coloring of his outfit. But on a quick glance, he looks like he put on like 60 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, because there's a gap between his yeah. waist and Ramatut's. But yeah. it looks like there isn't like yeah. he's got like an extra 30 pounds there. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's an optical illusion if you just kind of, you know, you have to well, let your eye take a minute to figure out that there is a gap between them, but w- on a quick glance it does. He looks like a tubby bastard running in that room. Well, see, Paul and I discussed this briefly. We were talking the other night. I we I don't remember when, why we were talking, but we were talking about um I was saying that I had a little bit of trouble with this because it seems like there's just not enough variation in a color because we've got everybody's wearing Yeah. Green, purple. <laughs> yeah, yeah or, that that is the one thing. Like I, I said, I, I do like the artwork in this book. I think it looks really good, but the coloring leaves a little something to be uh, desired. And I think it's less the actual colorist and more just the combination of costume colors that just make it look a little too. I don't know. Well, you know, they were trying to get uh, this. This this was two books that came out in the same month. So that does kind of lend more to the fact that maybe it was a many hands project because. But it was also two books by two different artists, Dave Cockrum oh, yeah, and this Al on the other yeah. one. But I, you know, I hate to say anything at all derogatory about poor Bill Mantlo, you know, with the with his situation and everything. But yeah, yeah, I I don't think a lot of the coloring in this, and you know, I think the excuse of the the color palette of the day can only go so far. I I just I don't think it's a great coloring job. And it's a shame because the, the, as you say, the art is fantastic. So I would really like to see this um, either, you know, taken to the black and whites, which I'm sure it has been done in an essential or something, uh, or just completely recolored, like with a more modern coloring style, to see, you know, what it would look like. Because I'm sure this would really pop with a really good coloring job. But yeah, it's it, I just don't find the the color. Uh, the color choices on this to be visually appealing. A lot of it's just—I don't know—it's—it's it's hard to—it's hard to verbalize how I feel about it. It's just—it's just not—it's really not good. Well, something else oh. that I kind of picked up on, and I think it's because we just came off the Corvac saga mm-hmm. with a lot of George Perez detailed backgrounds. Right. You get a lot of these panels. It's just three people or two people or one guy's head and there's there's just a there's just color behind him there's no right there's nothing there and i don't know if that's why it's such i mean like paul said the art's still good but it's like it's just kind of i mean granted that's like a 50 issue difference or like 45 issue difference from now and then then but you know we're actually going backwards in the actual timeline of the avengers coming here but i mean the there are some detailed panels, but then there's a lot that aren't, and that's again maybe it was rushed. But uh, right. But anyway, I mean, we get. It is a huge story too, so that might yeah. have a lot to do with it. Yeah. So uh, you know, Rama Tut says, "I'm here to help," and Hawkeye's like, "Yeah, okay, sure, yeah, I believe you." And his in his mind, he's like, "Yeah, I had a pig's eye. Why don't you keep now, my arrows on you?" I will. I will confess, I had to look this up on a, I don't know, like a wiki or something about the whole thing with Kang and Ramatut and all. Are you supposed to be able to cipher from what they give you here what's going on? Because I had to look it up because I'm like, wait a minute. You know, I'm I'm confused. Is this 
the guy who will be Kang, or is this him after he's been Kang? This I was is him really before, before and this. after, actually. Yeah, well, this he's, is what, well now he he's Ramatut becomes Kang, and, and then goes, eventually goes back to being Ramatut. Right, and, and then this is him as an old man after he's been Kang. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I was just lost by that. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? So yeah. And then then eventually he'll become a Mortis. Whoops, spoiler. Right. Yeah. And I like. Uh, Hawkeye says, okay, Ramalama, Ramalama yeah. Ding Dong, you're on. <laughs> I, li- I do like, I don't know why, but I've always gotten a big kick out of uh, starting the next panel, the next page, when when Swordsman's so proud to declare, we are Avengers, and, and Hawkeye's like, yeah, two weakest ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it just, it seemed a little, I don't know, even back however many years ago this was it seemed a little bit meta i don't know it, it and and it just kind of underlined the fact that they're facing like an impossible task here you you follow that panel with the three strongest avengers all in these macrobots now so, what happened to the animosity between hawkeye and the swordsman i thought they hated each other did they have a, a reconciliation they went out for ice cream or something what what happened uh, I think there was still some tension between them, mm-hmm. but I think they, you know, they had a, uh, a, a kind of a truce of sorts. I got you. The macrobot. So I guess with like with Tony Stark, he's like one of those uh, Russian dolls, you know, like a case okay, so a nesting doll, nesting a nesting doll. doll yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to thinking though, like Kang has all this technology at his at his fingertips. And why does he choose to use it like one thing at a time? You know, he had the growing man. He used him. Oh, I that know didn't why. Work out. He comes with the macrobots. That doesn't work out. He, he, you know what I mean? Like, why don't you just throw him everything you have at them? Nah, it, that's an easy question to answer. Go ahead. Answer. That's because he's distracted by those boost, boots that chafe all the way up to his crotch. Yeah, I was thinking he was, with those boots, he must be going clam digging or something see, in the future. See, look, he can't even sit fly in his fishing. chair. He's going fly fishing. He can't even sit down in his chair when he's going on about the macrobots because his boots are too high in his crotch. And he's like, God, I can't even sit down in these things. I'm, I'm thinking he's distracted by that hot mama Agatha Harkness in the uh, compartment behind him. Oh, yeah. She reminds me of, do you guys ever see the Monster Squad? Long time yeah. ago. Oh, okay. Been a while. There's, there's the one that kid that's always drawing monsters, and he draws the, the picture of one of his teachers and calls her Meow Mix because he says she has a cat-shaped <laughs> head. That's what uh, Agatha Harkness <laughs> reminds me of. <laughs> well, she's uh, she's sleeping back there in her little tube because she was knocked unconscious because she was the one giving the uh, the swordsman the little mental clues as to where they were. So, uh, why did the harkness was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that's how uh, uh, the swordsman was able to find his way to Egypt and then bump into Ramatut after he uh, opened a door and sunlight came into the pyramid and bounced off a bunch of mirrors like in the movie Legend with Tom Cruise, and right. then. Uh, activated Ramatut's sarcophagus and he came out and stopped Swordsman before he attacked Kang, which would have been pointless anyway. <laughs> right. But I don't like how Kang automatically says that, that the Vision's the weakest of the Avengers here. Wouldn't wouldn't Vision be uh, a little bit stronger than Iron Man? Potentially. You know, I mean, he's got more of a I mean, well, I don't know. I don't know if he's got. He, he could fly. He can change his density. He could. Sh- I always thought he was considered to be one of the most powerful of the Avengers. Yeah, and Kang just kind of dismisses him a little bit. 
So yeah, he's going to start World War Three by by killing the Secretary of State and the leaders of uh, the Soviet Union and the People's Republic, and then one well placed neutron bomb will spark a worldwide conflagration. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure about this plan, but okay. Oh, well, yeah. Why does he need to destroy the world? Why doesn't he just take the women and just go? Ah. <laughs> I need to destroy the world first because I'm a villain. I have issues. So I guess he wants to destroy the world because he figures that once the world's destroyed that he can just step uh, in and, and take over that much easier. Either that because... or maybe he assumes he'll just keep everybody busy and they won't bother him while he's, you know, getting it on. <laughs> with... right. I guess. He's in a time spear. He can go anywhere. <sighs> Although he was always blocked. He always had problems in, in the 20th century. He had performance anxiety. <laughs> so, yeah, he takes takes this time sphere. But he's he's left the Egyptian pyramid because a dog was barking at him. And he went to the time sphere. He drops off the uh, the macrobot with the creamy vision-filled center and uh, begins to smash its way into the UN. And uh, poof! Up comes... Hawkeye, Swordsman, and Ben Grimm. Oh, wait, that's Ramatut in a trench coat. thought it was maybe Ben Grimm in a trench coat. Nobody will ever recognize me in this. And how is he fitting that huge headdress underneath that hat? It's got a huge hat. <laughs> it, has a, it has a compartment of holding. I could hide my, my headdress in it. Is Except it just me? Or... on the hat where the snake would be coming out of the front. <laughs> Is it just me or these macrobots just look really sad? Yeah, they, they definitely have sad monkey faces. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Curious George can't find the man with the yellow hat. <laughs> and uh, Hawkeye actually re- re- references one. He calls him Robbie for Robbie the Robot from Forbidden Planet. That's on page 10, second panel. Holy spit, Robbie's not even slowed. But then, then the second to last pa- panel, Hawkeye has a little bit of a pinhead. Oh yeah, mm. where he's, he's, got, he's got very big thighs though. See, <laughs> <laughs> so see a little little anatomy issues on that panel. Yeah. However, I do like the next panel when the uh, when Robbie gives him the back of his hand. He takes out takes him out. You know, both of them one Warm. shot. Oh, and I, I do I do like the way he took Vision out. You know, he knew his weakness. He knew that he gets his power from the sunlight, and he blocked the sunlight for him. Okay, I'm a little surprised but, that he ran out of energy quite as quickly as he did, though. But what does he do at night? Wouldn't he already be... He's already inside something. Is there some little opening that's allowing the sunlight to come through? Yeah, the eye holes on the on the robot. That's what it says. Oh, it does? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Whoops. Uh, let's see. It does. It does. I, I'm trying to remember exactly where it says it, but it does... Say... Oh, but wait. In the middle of that, we get the whole reflections of uh, Ramatut that talks about him being Kang and getting bored and blah blah blah, right? Going back to Egypt, he looks he's... like the shadow on uh, in that first panel there, the little inset <laughs> on page fourteen. <laughs> I know what evil green like. on the side of his head. What evil lar- lurks in the heart of Kang? Ramatut knows. I really like the art on this page, though. That is that yeah. is really well done. And in the last panel of the page, he's doing the Captain Morgan pose. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 70. He looks good for a 70-year-old man. He's like Jack LaLanne. 
Oh yeah, and it's uh, it's uh, Ra- Ramatut that says you know. Of course, he looks more like he's pointing like uh, Peter Weller in in Buckaroo Banzai. Evil, pure and simple, macrobots. Oh, sorry, no, that's. <laughs> but yeah, that's when he tells him, you know, block block the sunlight, block the salt, whatever. Hits him with the the inkjet arrow, and he just you know. It's, it says for for a moment the robot is still stunned stunned by its sudden darkness. So the you know the eyes being blocked out kept the sun from getting in. Mm. He's still calling it Robbie, and it's blasting away. And is that it's... something that would carry on though to where the vision was was fueled solely by sunlight? And then Hawkeye says, since it stands to reason the vision was receiving his light through your eyes, and with that source cut off, pretty soon blah 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 blah. Mm. So, yeah, but the, the problem is, you know, okay, yeah, he does go a little batshit and uses up a lot of energy then. But what happens to the vision at night when the sun isn't around? Right. Does, exactly. he, just, you know, does he just shut down? I mean, he's got to have some sort of reserve of energy that you can't just run out that quickly. But otherwise, I thought it was a clever way to take him out. I, does, I guess I just always assume that he would be kind of like Superman, to where Superman was... Yes, solar powered, but you know, Superman didn't get weaker at night. It was it was more the radiation of the sun as opposed to like sunlight. So, the radiation of the sun goes right right through the the planet and still fuels him at all times. I guess I kind of figured the the you know the uh, the vision or basically any solar powered character would would kind of operate the same way that they were operating more off the radiation as opposed to sunlight per se you know the 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 visible spectrum i don't know it just seems weird to me so after the the robot drops the macrobot drops and uh hawkeye and swordsman well you know swordsman's like we did it i'm thinking you did nothing yeah we what (laughs) but the next panel just do we want to take a guess, like, what it is that Kang said? Because it just says, explicatives deleted. Son of a bitch! Oh, I was thinking MF-er. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> How many times? <laughs> you can just go with the, the cartoon. <laughs> he turns into Yosemite Sam. <laughs> Hot guard for it! Like the father from uh, from Christmas Story. Not a finger! <laughs> ah, but he decides, ah, this battle's not lost. I'm, and he disappears, <laughs> poof, in the time sphere. And they're moving the vision around, and, and, uh, <laughs> the vision right there is like he's going, oh, cramp, 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 cramp. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> Charlie Horse, I can't go swimming. <laughs> Half hour. <laughs> you know, that on page, what is that? Page 17 of the art. Um, mm-hmm. The middle panel at the top, that looks a lot like a burn drawing, doesn't it? Yeah, where you've got does, the vision yeah. in the front, and then you've got yeah. Hawkeye, and then Swordsman in the back. Yeah, and it does look very different from that last panel with the moody, uh, dark Ramatut. Yeah, yeah. Well, that third panel right there, apparently that scarf is cutting off uh, 
the Ramatut's oxygen supply there because he's all of a sudden he's blue. Or perhaps he's a, a Cree. <laughs> Am I blue? Am I? I, uh, I can't imagine, though, that they had different inkers on the same page. Yeah, you wouldn't. I know, but it looks so different. It does. It does. Like, it like, does. Like, but doesn't that, that doesn't, last you know, with the Moody Ramatut? Doesn't that all, almost look like a Neil Adams or a, a Mike Grell? It, it looks, yeah. I can't, I can't place it. It does look familiar to me, you know, the art style, but I, I can't place who I think it looks like. Maybe a growl, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I would, I would yeah, love. I'm having, I'm having a tough time putting anybody on that, including Dave Cockrum. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really love the art on the flashback sequences back to ancient, ancient Egypt, though. It looks like there was extra mm. love and attention put into the. Yeah, because even on, on on the stone, there's all that cross hatching to make it look, but yeah. but it's not like overdone. It makes it actually look like stone. Yeah, it looks really good. Especially in particular the second panel on page eighteen. Yeah, yeah, where the light hits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or really even the good. third panel. There's a lot of detail in that on the sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's really well done. And you can almost hear the as the door is opening on the. <laughs> It's funny in the flashback they don't talk about the vampire at all. I, I can't remember if you guys mentioned this, but I got the biggest kick out of the first chapter of this story that that vampire was trapped in that tomb for 5,000 years. Yeah. And then the very <laughs> Just, moment that he gets free, he flies outside into the sunlight and dies. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are a bastard. Yeah, we didn't really hit on that. That's a good point. That <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 5,000 years stuck in a room all by yourself with nothing to eat, nothing to do. Well, maybe... You finally get I, free. You fly outside. I'm, fr- oh, I'm dead. Yeah. I know you're not a fan of Frozen, but I'm, th- I'm picturing Olaf the snowman because in, in, the, in the movie, he just can't wait to go out into the sun to see what it's like. <laughs> oh, my God. If that was the sequel, I would totally pay to see that like five times. <laughs> They have him in the movie. I mean, I like I said, I enjoyed that movie, but I, I uh, they have a, a song in there where he's singing. It's called "In Summer," right? And he's talking about what it would be like to be outside, <laughs> and, and and everybody's like, "Yeah, just let him go. Don't worry about it." <laughs> so I'm just picturing now the vampire doing that <laughs> in sunlight. <laughs> well, the next sequence we have is Kang decides to change up his plan, and he's going to go, ah, I'm going to reverse my targets, and I'm going to go to Peking, the Forbidden City, and... Get some duck, man. Peking duck. <laughs> some General Sal's chicken. And um, he he lets loose the nesting doll Iron Man macrobot, and um, as it appears, now, now... it says the most astonishing sight since Richard Nixon appears in Peking. <laughs> yeah, but in, 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 in this timeline richard nixon just shot himself in the head in the comic that's that is true and, and, and steve engelhart wrote that <laughs> yeah oh that's right no actually he, d- he did not shoot himself in the head he put the gun to his head and he was going to and then cap said no don't oh, I thought and he, he did didn't. shoot himself no he was just totally disillusioned but he stopped him from i like when when he releases the uh the macrobot it's you know if you read the way it's written it says even if the avengers sinister ally has learned of my plans he will lead them to moscow now the reversal of my final two targets will yet bring me success. Right? Everything is in order. <laughs> they, they, they actually lower the volume right in there. Yeah. He's, he's, he's speaking to himself at the end. 
And so they all pop in, and that's right, Ugly. Now you've got three Avengers on your case. Okay, well, maybe one Avenger, <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> Look at the vision. He's like, oh, my aching head. Uh, He's got his hand on his temples. What is going on here? Oh, my God. And that's that's a point now where the, where the coloring also fails. Look at look at that panel, the fourth panel on page nineteen. Yeah, like there's there's no reason for that to be bathed in purple like that, or whatever you call that color. I guess the hand, the glove is purple, so I don't know what you'd call the uh, the background. Yeah, and then we lavender. have the, <laughs> we have the what'd you say, Scott? Lavender. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's yeah. And then we have the uh, the the busty witch under glass. <laughs> Wow. Oh, yeah, she's, she's getting kind of, whew, her and Mantis, and then they, they have, like, a little cat fight in there. <laughs> what? Since when is the vision your man, lady? <laughs> Neither he nor I heard anything about it. He's mine. Oh, is he? Must he suffer lavishly, then, when you play your games of neglect and abuse? Is that what you expect of a man? Who the F are you to talk? What have you done to the swordsman? You, oh, my God. Somebody, well. <laughs> All right, Bill. Bill, it's a comic book. Just like Minmay. She's not a real woman. Just like Minmay from Robotech. Oh, sorry. Don't get me started. <laughs> and and then and then Wanda tries it. Listen here, I've been going through a rough time. It's all about me, me, <laughs> discovering myself. Whoa, the vision understands. In this one's land, it's, really. Her hips are expanding in that shot. <laughs> a woman She's is ready. taught She's... to. Whoa, in this one's land, a woman is taught to discover her man. All right. So who are you? Cue the, po- cue the porn music. Bow, bow, bow. Chicka, chicka. So who are you, Marco Polo? Marco Polo. If you hadn't been so intent on exploration, your if you hadn't been so intent on exploration, your first man wouldn't be in the shape he's in. Oh, you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she didn't. <laughs> the swordsman is weak. He was not a, you just see her doing that head shake yeah, thing in the tube. The heads are going back and forth, and oh, then Kang's okay. like, shut up. up! <laughs> Why the hell didn't I make these things soundproof? <laughs> the only man in your life now, in your lives now, is me. So cease this <laughs> Roush, is prattling. Raucous, raucous prattling. Why does it yeah. just say "shut the f up"? Shut up already! Uh, so help me, I will gas you too. What? what well, there is gas all around them. So what? If, why are they not asleep? I mean, <laughs> Agatha Harkness—he shot the crap out of Agatha Harkness. Uh, you okay. can just—they're they, arguing, and in the background, you hear. <laughs> 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 but I mean, what is what is the what is the gas doing if not rendering them unconscious? Is it just like keeping them fresh, or it's, or... it's, it's there for atmosphere? Literally. <laughs> 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 so back in the battle Hawkeye tries the old oh and you know what I okay I know why he says this but it's so funny based on what will happen years down the road because Hawkeye in this panel says okay big boy I hit the jackpot with this once so let's have a replay for the west coast yeah I thought that was cool but what he's talking about is like a, a replay like when on the East Coast, when something is broadcast, it's replayed on the West Coast. Yeah, when they used but, to have TV coast on both coasts. Yeah, but now you know, considering he'll be the leader of the West Coast Avengers, I really thought that was cool. Yeah. Now, didn't Inglehart? Did Inglehart write some of that? 
I'm, I'm having a hard I think, time. I think he did. Yeah, I think you're I right. I think he did. So, yeah, I mean, I, I know it's not foreshadowing, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and for his trouble, he gets the big blammo by the macrobot and gets knocked on his ass. <laughs> and so does the swordsman. Now, is it just me, or when the Vision does this thing where he stuffs his cape inside the macrobot using his phasing ability, does it look like he goes in way too far? Like, he goes oh, yeah. into what would then like be... Tony Stark. Yeah, not only Put Iron Man's armor. Yeah, he t- yeah, you're gonna find Tony Stark in a in a uh, bathtub full of ice with no kidney now. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I'm I'm sorry, Tony. <laughs> it oh, exploded. They, he gave me a pill, a, a cape, and ruined my kidney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he gets he gets bounced back with a thump, boing. Oof. Now that first panel on page 25, does that not look like Kang is drowning inside of a fishbowl? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's even got little bubbles at the top of his of his diving right? helmet. <laughs> on one side. Like, he's, like, he's got the bends. <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't stand no more. In fact, he's even putting up the fingers. Right. He gets up to the third finger. That's it. You drown, right? <laughs> that's what they always did in the cartoons. Right. Well, <laughs> Abbott and Costello always did that, too. So why does just solidifying a cape and a robot cause such a violent explosion that blows apart the entire... That completely disintegrates the macrobot, but yet leaves the creamy center filling intact? I don't know about the the logic of destroying the macrobot or keeping Iron Man safe. But, you know, obviously he disrupted its circuitry. Mm. I think maybe it just would have popped open or something. Yeah, I, I would have thought it would just, like, cause that part of the robot to kind of explode open and maybe not work anymore. I can't... That would have been more realistic than, than, he, than it was disintegrated, but Tony's fine. Just a little smoke coming off of him. Now, I can't remember, does... does... The Vision's power work like Kitty's power? Like, could he have theoretically just reached in and phased Iron Man right out? Or does he? I don't think he. I don't think he can. I don't think he can phase other people. Yeah. So it's it's just. Or at least they hadn't done it at this point. Yeah. So yeah, he he's. It's only him controlling his own molecular density, right? Yeah. As far as my knowledge of his powers, you know. There's been so many books that I haven't had. I've never had an opportunity to read. I don't ever remember him ever phasing anybody else. Though. Yeah, I, I honestly can't remember. But that that was the first. Then, thing. If anybody knows of any instance where that happened, please let us know. I'd be curious. Because that was the first thing I thought of, and then I thought, wait, now maybe he can't do that. So he's, you know, theoretically he's doing the cape only because the cape is an extension of of his person, I guess. But shouldn't it just be, I mean, it's just a costume. Why is it? It's not really an extension. I don't know. I, I just like you think if he could solidify the cape once it's no longer on his body, then he could do that with anything. You would think. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming that there's some comic book bullshit science that says, you know, the cape is an extension of him, mm. you know, unstable I, I, molecules. I, yeah, something. <laughs> I, I don't know. So Something Kang like. decides he's had enough of their shit and unleashes the Thor macrobot, the macro Thorbot, 
the Thoro Macrobot. Hey, Macrothora. Hey. <laughs> what what do you do if the robot has the strength of a god? You don't do nothing. <laughs> Come to think of it, no matter who you are, you don't. Well, wham, so, crack. Was this still at a time when, when Thor had to be in constant contact with his hammer? Yes. So yeah, the hammer's in there with him somewhere? Um, you know what? You guys, let me uh, scan back and see if... It's, it's, it said something like, if anybody, if any macrobot is worthy, they can have the power of Thor. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he did have to have constant contact with Well, I don't see it, it so unless I, it's, it's got to be in there it, 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 You know what? It could be on his belt. I'm hoping he's wearing it in front of him like a like a crotch protector because when she calls that meteor out of the sky, it hits him right in the boys. So, you know, yeah, yeah, we're gonna catch him. Back. This, this, I, I like the whole logic in this sequence, though. I like the fact that Iron Man, who's totally without energy, actually drains it from Thor. Yeah. Well, and this, this kind of is, you know, what we will see. This tactic was used in the Avengers movie the first yeah. time that they. That they get together and have the fight. Yep. He yeah. charges them up. But I have to say, the inking in this section, and this goes to what you were saying, that it looks like it's different people. I think the inking gets very inconsistent here. Yeah, yeah. It's I, you know, I, this, the the panel you mentioned with Kang looking like he was drowning. I actually like the way that's inked. Mm -hmm. Then it starts getting weaker after that, and culminating on that full page, page splash, which is so lacking in background detail or perspective. That it really just kind of well, where it seems like such a lost opportunity. Well, that... where Kang's the one where we say that Kang's drowning is that look like a Salbusema or a Jambusema hmm. with the open mouth, kind of. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I don't think a Sal, maybe a John. That's hmm. my problem. Is that it? I, I really think that page to page it looks like different inkers, but I'll be damned if I can place any of them. That's the problem. But I'm thinking panel to panel, it looks so, like. Yeah, sometimes. I've never, I've never known them to have different people ink on the same page. Yeah. Although they, I, you know, I could see them saying, you know, you do backgrounds, you do the bodies, something like that. Maybe they could. That, but you know, back work. during this time, a lot of these guys lived together communally. You know, so that is entirely possible that you know it, it could have not only been a many hands project, but. It could have been, you know, panel to panel or something like that. So, you know, you never know. I don't know. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to, you know, read or see something, you know, on the, on the secret history behind the making of this issue type of thing. I don't, I don't, I'm not aware of there being one if there is. Again, you know, maybe we'll have a, you know, a sharp-eared listener out there that will be able to steer us to something that will give us some more information on this. I mean, I'm... I'm just going off of, you know, the credits on the issue itself, and that's not much to work with. It just says artist Dave Cockrum. But, yeah, it definitely looks like there's more people involved here than just Cockrum. But that said, I will confess, I'm not, you know, terribly versed on Cockrum. I mean, I'm I'm aware of him, and I've, I've seen a lot of his work. But he's one of those guys that because his style is, you know, it, it's kind of in between several other different kind yeah he to me he never really had like a, a, a an incredibly distinct style of his own to where I could I could you know pull him out you know what I mean so uh, I can usually pull him out really I, I yeah I mean his his x-men stuff is pretty mm -hmm. you know pretty consistent right um and from that I, that's where I got used to him and then looking back seeing some of his legion work and everything like I could start seeing the same things he, he the way he would draw faces would be pretty 
you know, pretty set to him, pretty distinctive to him. Right. Uh, you know, he, he would often draw, like, faces. He would draw faces with different shapes, which I kind of like. There's certain artists who always seem to go for that, you know, that kind of that egg shape for the, or the, I get oval shape for the head. And no matter who they're drawing, they start the same way. Whereas he, he would draw somebody with, you know, fatter cheeks or, you know, somebody a little bit more of a gaunt face. Uh, and, and I always liked that about him, that he, he didn't seem to have, like, stock looks for everybody. Right. He, he did vary, and I think that was one of his strengths. But within that variation, there were certain uh, similarities that I could pick out. And some of it I see in this issue, and some of it I don't. And I guess, you know, I had never considered this as being a Many Hands project. It just never occurred to me. I just saw Dave Cockrum art and figured he did everything. But, you know, now that you brought it up and you've brought it to my attention, I do see a lot of inconsistency within this book. And, and I could definitely see where it could turn, you know, where that could be the case. So I'm looking at a website here called Comic Art Fans, and in their gallery... They actually have the penciled and inked final page of the book. And according to this, it says the artist is Dave Cockrum, penciler, and Neil Adams is the inker, which, you know, I can kind of see that because, you know, that again, that panel that I was saying before to me looks very John Byrne. Um, it also looks very Neil Adams, especially that top panel with Thor and Iron Man together. I thought that before, and then I thought, nah, nah it's just me projecting. But you know, like I say, according no, to... now that you say it, that does that top panel does look yeah Neil Adams. So I'm I'm thinking we're onto something that this actually is a many hands project. And despite that, I still really like the art. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, I do no, no, I'm, no. I'm not knocking yeah. it. I really enjoy the art. I just, um, I, I always love, you know, kind of discovering these, you know, it, it's fun to develop an eye, you know, to where you can actually realize that, eh, you know, there's more to the credits on this than, than the simple credit listing that they're giving us. There's more people involved. I, I like the challenge of trying to figure out, you know, who the different ones are and everything. Um, I, I like a little more of a hint sometimes, you know, when sometimes, you know, later on they would, they would actually credit sometimes inking as many hands or many hands or M hands. I always like those mm-hmm. little, you know, that little clue, but again, you know, it's fun sometimes to, to discover it on your own, even without the clue, just looking at the art and being able to, to have enough of an eye that you're like, nah, I don't think this is consistently the same person or the same team throughout the entire book. So good on us. We figured it out. <laughs> I'm not, not good on us. Good on you. I think you 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 called it. I I didn't. It, it totally escaped me. Uh, and once you pointed it out, it was like, oh yeah, now I see it. But I did not until you said it. So I, I cannot take the credit on that. So, but I I still think that that splash page with them all fighting the macrobot in unison is really a lost opportunity there because that could be so much better. Mm-hmm. I think he was going for dynamic and and. Put something together that was dynamic, but didn't bother to consider spatial relationships and and perspective and backgrounds and so much stuff that it, that could have just improved what what he's got going on yeah. here. Well, let me let me jump back to the story because we're only two pages from that. So after Iron Man gets charged up and takes does an attack on the Macrobot, uh, Vision slips over and releases Wanda and um, and Mantis, and then 
And I think the Hawkness just drops to the ground. <laughs> Actually, I was wondering that too, but then you could see that he, he you could see he yeah, it. he's he's carrying her, and um, Wanda and Manus are like, yes, we're we are united to, and uh, Wanda's like, I'm not united with you, never, and she creates lava <laughs> out of the ground to try to stop the the macrobot, and of course uh, Mantis, you know, decides to uh, attack him with a kick. Okay, we'll just leave that hanging there. <laughs> But now we're up to the splash page that you're talking about. With a bare foot, by the yeah. way. And then that's that's gonna do a lot of good against And Thor. then she decides that she's just gonna wrap her legs around his head. <laughs> in the spa in the splash. I'm pretty sure she's commando underneath that thing too. Ooh. Mm. I'm just gonna let that go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you looking... you don't think so? Oh no, no, no. I was gonna say something even cruder. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just still gonna let that go. Um but looking at okay, you got that splash, and then I looked at the next page. Doesn't the next page look like it was done by Bill Sienkiewicz, kind of towards when he starts doing the New Mutants, a little bit with the like. Yeah, there is a little bit of that, certainly in that uh, second panel. Yeah, that's what I. I mean, I, I know it's probably not him, but it's just. I think it's before Sienkiewicz's time. Yes, so I don't think he he would have been involved in this, but it does have that look of that 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 energy burst look that he would kind of mm-hmm. draw with. Especially the, like, I, I'm, you know, but I, but I'm looking at it and I'm thinking that's a Neil Adams panel. Mm. Look at the way Iron Man looks in it. Oh yeah, with the action. Mm-hmm. Just and just the the lines on him and everything. I, I'm thinking that's a Neil Adams. And then it's probably him on Wanda. You think too? Well, I'm thinking he did the whole panel. Right. And she just turns a meteor in mid-flight and smacks it right into the Macrobot's crotch, with Mantis hugging for dear life. Bawamp. Bawamp, baby. But as drawn, it looks like he was hit with water. Splash. Uh, I'm surprised the the macrobot didn't disintegrate, just like the Iron Man one did. (laughs) Apparently, they're quite delicate once you get to them. So they are able to uh, open up and free Thor. And uh, the size of the wings on his head took the whole the whole head of the uh, macrobot. (laughs) Good thing we had room for these wings. And that next picture after he's out, that. You think that's that almost looks like Gil King? Yeah. Well, I don't know. You think so? I'm thinking it's probably Adams again, but it looks Gil King. I mean, Thor me, looks pissed. Say. I'm thinking it's Adams, but there's a little bit of a Gil Kane look about Thor's face. Yeah, yeah. I, I, then, uh, I can't place that one. Kang Kang wants to know who the guy in the trench coat is with no pants, because <laughs> that's what it looks like. And he blasts him with a blast and blows off his coat. And he's like, then uh, 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 it reveals it. <laughs> I will blast you with a blast strong enough to disintegrate your coat, but not harm you in the slightest. And reveal, <laughs> yeah. And and yet not damage your undergarments. Unstable <laughs> um, molecules. And then I love I love this next page. Yeah, that's that's yeah. You've got these, you you have the two of them getting ready to fight or touch, and then like when they make contact. There's all these different times when they touch. <laughs> there's all these, ex- not really explosions, but it's almost because it says that there's that time ruptures, and you have all these little individual like, not really panels. They're like bubbles, kind of, that all mesh together that fill out the rest of of the actual panel. And in it, you you see like uh, you've got Doctor Doom and the Scarlet Centurion behind Ramatut, each in their own one. You know that, that at, at at this time they were playing with the idea that that um, Doom was a relative of Kang's. And later they would be mixing in Nathaniel Richards, Reed Richards' father. That's different book, different time. You know, further down down the road, we've got 
We've got the Grandmaster. We've got now. Do you guys know the one where it shows Cap and Vision in like a Steve Ditko kind of universe? Is that from a book? Is that from something in the past, or is that just something they made up for this? Hmm. Yeah, it looks like he's there in Doctor Strange's realm. Yeah. Uh, Could it be something well, from I, the future of the story? Well, that's mm, I don't. Yeah, that's a good. Cool. I, not not in this story. Hmm. Because uh, the one like up in the right hand corner with um, Black Panther, Goliath, and Quicksilver, I believe that's from the Kree Scroll War time frame. Yeah, I think it is. And then you got another one that has the Hulk in a panel by himself, and then you've got the many different versions of Hank Pym. Right. Um, then you have Ramona. Yeah. And and the Sphinx. <laughs> For no re- no apparent reason. Well, that's where his his original time ship was. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, but the Cap and Vision one, I have no clue where that's... Yeah, because they're they're running on a road in some type of dimensional space. And and, and, and the road comes out of a snake's, or like a, a, a set of jaws that looks like a snake. Just the teeth. No 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 face or anything. No ticket. So. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I also like, I like the Iron Man shot all the way to the left. Oh, yeah, you got the mini diff. You've got the uh, Iron Man with the nose, yeah. Iron Man with no nose, Iron Man with the wing things, the points at the top of his helmet. Like the many different phases of Iron Man up, up to this point. Which leads into the next page, which is even uh, freakier. Because when these two fight and hit, everything becomes clear to Kang as to what's going on. And he realizes that Mantis is the Celestial Madonna. And then he realizes that Ramatut is him. And he knocks him on his ass. But in some of the panels there, um, what is the name? What is it? Eon? Remember? Mm-hmm. See the thing that's right from Captain Marvel. Right, you see the thing that's right next to Mantis's belt. Right to the left. That kind of looks like. Yeah, I, th- I think that is. I think. But I don't is. know if he was if that character was introduced at this time. Uh, right around this time, I think. Is it? Isn't that a Jim Stallman thing? Yeah, but I, I I wasn't sure when when it came about. And then right below that, it looks like Brainiac ship. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> I like the little progression of swordsman faces to. Yeah. The and then With the skull in his eye, in his yeah. pupil. So does he realize he's going to die in a few pants? No. no, that's what I'm thinking. I think he foretold, he saw his own death. And that's that he knew he was going to die. That's what I got out of this, is that... Every- no, I think he's fearing for her death at this point, because yeah. Kang is ready to ready to kill her, and that's why he's got to rescue her. Isn't the Mantis figure on this page the, the cover of the, one of the trades? Uh, could Collect, be. Like the collected edition of one of these? Mm. Let me see. I'm like, oh yeah, not a yep. very not a very good job inking her feet. Yeah, maybe, maybe Rob Liefeld did it. <laughs> She's got a very big big toe on her left foot. She's got a huge toe. Oh, and then little tiny pinky with a corn on it, <laughs> or a bunion. And then I, I also like on the upper right the shot of Mantis's face is like kind of being one one with the universe. Mm. Yeah, she reminds me of that. Oh God, what was that DC character? That was kind of like DC's version of Eternity. Lana Lang. Ah, shit. I can't think of it now, but that's what it reminds me of. The Spectre? No. It was a, it was a, <laughs> it was a female character. Um, I can't remember what her... Kismet? Is that is that the one? I thought Kismet was Marvel. Uh, maybe. I, I'm, I'm not was sure. Was it Kismet a, a variant of the Cosmic Cube, or am I thinking Cubic? I don't know. <laughs> Rubik's Cube? <laughs> Um, 
But you no, know, it's funny right, you that... it's funny you should mention DC because something we talked about last time was that Steve Englehart took Mantis and actually Mantis appeared in DC Comics. What was the name? Willow. Yeah, I don't think we actually talked about that on the oh, in, did... in this program. I think we I think we talked about that on the phone. Oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, that there's. I looked up Mantis in Wikipedia and they had a whole thing about how Steve Englehart wrote Justice League and had a character named Willow who referred to herself as this one and apparently had a had the celestial uh, messiah by that time. And she actually referenced, she said she this one was from somewhere else. Yeah, somewhere that she cannot mention or something like that. <laughs> you know, it was it was very snarky. Uh, and then apparently he also brought the character to one of the independent books and changed the name again and so Mantis has a very long career beyond even Marvel, mm. which is kind of a secret history. I was right. That character's name is Kismet, because as a matter of fact, in the JLA Avengers um, four-issue miniseries, there's actually a panel of Eternity and Kismet making out with each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Even Eternity needs a little something, something on the side. Yeah, um, when this was collected as the Celestial Madonna trade paperback uh, back in, when was this, 2002, it's basically a stark black and white background with just Mantis, and this is the picture they used. They, they basically took Mantis off this splash page and, and put her on that cover. Really? So they not, had Carl Lumley from that Fox show? Oh, wait, never mind. Sorry, no. Mantis? You never saw Mantis? The nope. show? Saw Manimal. Nope. The, well, Mantis was on in the 90s. He was like a paralyzed bill- billionaire that created a power suit that allowed him to run around. And, oh, God, yes. And okay, yes. <laughs> now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was I remember the show, but I can't say I ever watched it. Why do you have to remind me of such things? It's what I do. It wasn't a bad show. Wasn't, it wasn't a good show either. <laughs> <laughs> so after the that other big soul searching panel, when so now uh, Kang, you know, we've got exposition, 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 oh, yes, exposition, 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 blah 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 blah. That third panel it looks very familiar to me from my childhood. That is pretty much the, uh, you, I will knock that look off your face, boy. What, your parents, well, yeah, what, what, what your parents would put on a diving helmet and slap the shit out of you? <laughs> <laughs> because look at the face that Rama Tut's making. I've made that face, as, I made that face once or twice to, to my parents and paid the price right. for it. Like, who the hell do you think you're talking, whack, ow, <laughs> I'm Rama Tut. Don't smack make me use this bitch. air dryer on you. <laughs> totally looks no. like a hair dryer on that. No. Uh, it's a fifth panel right there. Put that hair dryer away. <laughs> Pah, my weapon. This... <coughs> my hair dryer is what ensures my triumph. It can Darth cannot. Vader, Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. <laughs> this one dries her hair herself. <laughs> <laughs> if Kang cannot blow dry the Madonna's hair, no one shall. You are mistaken. It's unnatural. <laughs> you see Kang. All right, we're gonna cut it this way now. Kang, inter- temporal hairdresser. Well, if I don't like what I do, I, thinking, I can just I bring it all back. Pigtails might work. <laughs> oh my gosh, we just have to get rid of these stocks on the top. They just don't go with their whole ensemble. You are way too good at that. <laughs> 
there something you want to tell us? Oh, no. Don't know. In a former life. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Robinson, hairstylist. Temporal hairstylist. <laughs> to the stars. <laughs> to the stars. But I have to wear my diving helmet to do it. <laughs> Excuse me, I have to slip into the, my, my, my outfit. Oh, these boots chafe. Woo! <laughs> Can I get some powder? So Kang has had enough of Mantis's crap and decides he's going to shoot her. <laughs> he has had enough of her. I have had enough of you. And uh, Swordsman, the schmo that he is, who looks a lot like uh, looks like the uh, character Tiger Shark in that panel where he's behind Mantis from you know from, uh, that was in the um, uh, in the Submariner book. Oh right, right, yeah. yeah. It looks like Tiger Shark for some. I just that fin just looks huge on his head, bigger than <laughs> usual. So he jumps in front of the blast meant for. Uh, well, okay, he jumps in front, and then I say that maybe if Rama Tut hadn't jumped too. Um, see, see now, had he jumped in front because he saw it coming, then I think it's a heroic death. But he didn't. He said, get behind me, darling, as if he was going to protect her. And then he went down like a bitch. <laughs> he went down like a loser. So you're saying he he did not intend for this to be a sacrifice play. That's what I'm yeah. saying. And that's that's why it isn't the honorable death that it should be. Right. You know what, buddy? If you're, maybe you shouldn't, if you're going to fight guys that have guns that shoot lightning, you shouldn't be running around with a big metal sword in your hand. Because if you look, it almost looks like that's what the beam hits. <laughs> I find that extremely humorous. <laughs> In the third panel, it's like it hits the sword. Ah! Live by the sword, die by the sword. Yeah. Turns turns out it's a conductor of that particular energy. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're walking around holding a lightning rod. What the hell did you think was going to happen exactly? Yeah. Because it says lethal. Hold on, I'll just stick this into the socket, and we'll all be okay. I love the next panel where everybody is shocked except Iron Man, who's like, I never liked him anyway. He's like, I can't, I can't see my nose is in the way. <laughs> what is he down? What happened? What happened, guys? What happened? What's going on? <laughs> Get out of the way. Chewbacca, turn around. <laughs> should strap Iron Man in the back of <laughs> Bend his legs up in the air. Oh! <laughs> that sounds like a Mark One unit. Turn me around. I really do like the art on the last page, though. I, I think that is that it looks really good. I wish the rest of the book was was that fine. But I mean, not again. Not to say that I don't like it, but that last page is really, really some good stuff. I like the look on Thor's face, though. He's like so befuddled, like. <laughs> What the uh, hell happened? Duh. I say the. You told me. In the very first, in the very first panel, he almost looks like well. Uh, so, uh, guys, want to get coffee? <laughs> now, granted, I do not, and I want to make this very clear. I do not like the nosed Iron Man. Although I kind of like that picture, only because it takes me back to the Mego. Because unfortunately, the Mego Iron Man was the nose-wearing Iron Man. Sadly. See, I like the nose Iron Man purely for nostalgia, and that's the only right. Reason. But whenever I see the nostalgia, the uh, nose Iron Man, it always brings back feelings of oh, that's when I first started reading comics. So, isn't it? I'm totally on board. Isn't with Iron it. Man's like shoulder thing a little bit too big there? Yeah, 
It's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I can't see anything past that shoulder piece over here. What's going on? He's looking like razor. I can't scratch my ass. <laughs> oh, and man just goes to console the swordsman. Oh, boo-hoo. Oh, now that you're leaving me, what'll I do? I won't have somebody to suck up to me every every second of the day. You cannot die. You must fight back. Overcome. Uh, uh, afraid my body's not as recuperative as yours. Mantis, this is it. I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mantis. Boo-hoo-hoo. Boo-hoo-hoo. I try to be worthy of you, of the Avengers. But my voice is getting lower. But like gag, I was too for the beginning. I'm a failure. I'm just one of those people who loser who doesn't count. One of those people that suck? Yeah, okay. And Tony Stark says, of course he can't see him because he can't see past his nose. Every Avenger counts, swordsman. Every oh wait, he's dead. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Is Hawkeye actually crying? <laughs> he's just uh he's uh well, he no, he's scratching. He's scratching his head. <laughs> I told him not to bring that sword. And the you know, of course, the vision has to put in the last word: "Sleep well, Avenger. Rest in peace." <laughs> he might as well just have said, "Bye bye." <laughs> bye. Glad it wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> Holy crap! Dodged a close one. Or swordsman. I wonder if oh. there are actual fans of this character, though. No. Oh, and right... <laughs> no. And right at the last page, underneath, or the last panel, underneath, you see what it says underneath the swordsman? <laughs> termination. Or termination. You're terminated. You're Weep. terminated ever. You just had a flat You line. are terminated. Oh, that's funny. Come on, it. Kang, kill me, I'm here, two. come on, shoot me! And that's it. And just for the record, the balance of this book is the first appearance of Ramatud in Fantastic Four Number. 22, I'm thinking. Well, that's right, because this isn't... What it, this isn't the full sixty-four pages, is it? Yeah, I just I just read just this. Is this it? This is it's just this and that reprint that yeah. make up the yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting. Prisoners so, of the Pharaoh. Uh, why don't we grade this thing? Alrighty, Scott, you're you're new to the Celestial Madonna story. Why don't you go first? Um. Okay. Let's see here. Cover. Hmm, that's a tough one. I, I like the cover, but there's so much wonky with the cover. Um, oh, goddamn dog. Hang on just a second, guys. The dogs don't like the time cover. For the, time for the gunshot sound effect. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all right. It's not like we were almost done. <laughs> Hmm, apparently Mike Perkins is going to be doing a signing at Yancey Street on April 1st, 10 a.m. I don't I don't know who Mike Perkins oh, he's is. He's the artist on Iron Fist number one. Oh. Sorry. It's the time of night where she just, for no good reason, just wants to sit at the window and bark. <sighs> bark. Yeah, we, we, we've, all, we've all been there. <laughs> just sit at the window and bark. All right. Yeah. He's headed all that out. Just, just, just before, you, before you get great this thing, what's up with, uh, where is it? 
page on the uh, on the PDF, page seven. You were talking last week about a banana hammock. Why is this in a kid's comic book? Page seven. Where? Which one? Let's rush this coupon now for muscle fiber. Oh, oh I don't. Oh, I was looking at. I don't, I don't have the ads in my. I must be looking at. Oh a my god! Source oh file that you guys have because I, I don't have the. I don't have the cup. The uh, could ads. Consider yourself lucky on this one. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. So. All right. You, you might as well. You might as well do the grading now, Scott. All right. So cover on this one. Yikes. Um. I, I think I'll go. I think I'll go a B on it because it's not like it's a great cover, but I really like it just because it's so damn wacky. You know, I I love the fact that nobody's eyes. It, it's it's almost like this is like a poorly CGI'd movie or something because nobody's looking where they should be looking. You know what I mean? Well, the it's only like, people that are matching eyes are Ramatut and Vision. I'd say they're the only two that could be yeah. looking at each other. Yeah, that's true. But Ramat, or, I mean, uh, Kang is almost like he's scared, entranced, or or something, because he's just standing there, all grimaced, going, Ehh! but he's he's just like staring off into space. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the stern look on Ramatat. You know, he he looks like he's just cross with the Avengers. You know what I mean? Like he's going to scold them. I don't know. It's, it's... He's, he's really got his beard waxed, right. too. <laughs> I mean, that thing looks like he could chop wood with it. Yeah, not only is Ramata upset with them, but uh, the snake on his hat is none too happy with the Avengers either. So, yeah, it's just weird. And then Iron Man. What what the hell is up with it? It's like he's scared to death. I've got to crawl away. So I don't know what's going on here. I Well, I, I think on that, that's a little misdirection because the cover says the death of oh, an Avenger. Yeah. I think they're trying to make you think and it's it was Iron always Man. Iron Man with these things. Oh, it was always yeah, Iron Man. I don't, what is up with that? <laughs> I think next issue they do that too. Uh, Giant Size Avengers number three. I think they give you an well, Iron Man misdirection. Doesn't he actually die? Yeah, but then they bring yeah, him back. So, he yeah. got better. In the, in the same issue. <laughs> right. But we'll, we, we will get to that one. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to go a straight B with the cover. Um, it could have a lot of improvement, but it is, you know, as wacky cover go, covers go, it's it's actually pretty fun. Um, interior art is kind of all over the place, but generally speaking, I really, really like it. Um, I particularly like the uh, the pages that are apparently are ghost inked by um, Neil Adams, according to a couple of different sources I found on this. Have no idea who some of the other inkers uh, that we looked at. Maybe it may it may just be the two of them. It may just be um, Cockrum and uh, and Adams doing some of them. Maybe that's where the the inconsistencies we're seeing come from on this. I really don't know, but I know. Um, According to sources, I found at least two pages in here are confirmed to be Neil Adams uh, on the ink. So there you go. Um, but yeah, I, I really I like the art quite a bit. Um, I find it oddly, I find it very burn like in this. I never thought that Cockrum was particularly burn like, but he is in a lot of this. So I, I like that. Um, I think I'll go a. I actually go like a B plus on the art. I really enjoyed the art in this. Um, it has a few anatomical weaknesses in it, um, some inking issues, and the color, as I said, you know, doesn't help the book at all. I think the coloring's very odd in a lot of it. But just going strictly by you know the pencils and inks, I, I, I generally really enjoy this. I thought it was really good. Um, as the story goes, eh, it's it's okay. It's not the greatest. I like Steve Englehart a lot. 
Um, I'm not a fan of this particular storyline, as I've said a million times before. This particular issue doesn't do a lot to change my opinion of it. It's a lot of wacky. It's a lot of just, you know, things happening for the sake of just having people have something to do. But there are elements that I liked about it, too. I do like the flashbacks to Egypt stuff. I I like the whole how he's playing with the history of of Kang and Ramatut and all of that uh, was interesting, even though it was a little confusing. Um, And then I'll give it major bonus points for bumping off one of the shittiest Avengers ever, in my opinion, (laughs) the Swordsman. I never liked this guy, and uh, I find his death as a complete bitch very humorous in this issue. So bonus points there. But overall... Uh, great on the story. I'm gonna go a C plus. It's just slightly above average. I I, I think overall, I think it's it's kind of just your run of the mill, you know, '70s comic of you know, let's get a team together and have them do a bunch of wacky shit and hope the kids like it. So it's it's slightly better than that. So there you go. Overall grade on this, I would say uh, I'll say a B minus as my overall grade for the entire book. I think I'm going to bump you up on every category just slightly. <laughs> okay. Uh, to me, I don't know. I really like the cover. It, I just found it engaging back then. I still do. There are a couple of things that are wacky about it, and I am kind of bummed over the fact that you pointed out the Captain America's <laughs> on it. <laughs> but I still, But I still really like it. I can't give it an A+. Plus. I don't think it's perfect, but I'm going to just say a straight-up A. I, I really like the cover. Uh, the interior art, I'm going to say the same thing, but I am going to do it with kind of a qualifier in that I'm looking at it without taking into account the coloring, which I don't like at all. Uh, you, while, while we were doing this, Scott sent us uh, a link to a page which shows the original art uncolored uh, of the splash page that I was complaining so much about. And without the color in it, that page looks so much yeah. better. Isn't it awesome? Mm-hmm. It really does. It looks. It, it's. I would love to own that page there. I'm, we're looking at it in the story with coloring in it, and I keep pointing out how bad it is. And then I look at it without color, and I think it's great. So yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to say an A on the artwork, just you know, brought down by uh, the coloring, which I just don't like at all in this book. Uh, and story wise. It isn't the most cohesive story in the world, but I really like it. I thought it was kind of an enjoyable journey to go through. I'm going to say a straight up B on the story, and overall, I'm going to give the book a B plus. Hmm. I know I'm going to change that. Overall, I'm going to give it an A minus. Hmm. All right. For me, with the cover, I I like the cover. Yeah, and I never noticed that. I didn't know that Cap wasn't in it. it <laughs> never even crossed my mind because, you know, he's 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 well, I guess he's kind of prominent in there, but. But you're drawn to to scolding Ramatut and Frozen <laughs> Kang more because they're larger than than the Avengers. You know they're looming above above the Avengers. So I'm gonna give the cover. I like the cover. I think it's better than average. I'm gonna give the cover a B. Uh, the interior, like like we said, and we discovered it's, it's done by different people. Sometimes it's up, it's down. Um, but I think there's still enough good stuff in here and, and to actually, I'm going to give the, the art a B as well. And the story, I try to remember what, cause last, I mean, just, I guess I'm not going to grade the whole Celestial Madonna thing. You know, I'm just going to do it for this issue. And for that, I'm going to give it, see, I like the different time aspects and, and messing with that. Um, 
it still had a little bit of the exposition exposition but it didn't feel like as much as the last one or at least it didn't seem as I, I don't know I mean I guess this story was longer than the last one but it just felt like it moved qu- quicker it didn't feel quite so he- heavy to me um, so I'm going to give it a B as well which overall it gives, makes it a B book sweet and that wraps us up so if you would like to read ahead let me double check my I guess the next issue will be Avengers 130. Yeah, where is my... There we go. Celestial Madonna reading order. Yes, Avengers 130. A reality problem is the story. So the next three are Avengers 130, 131, and 132. And then we will be back to Giant Size Avengers 3. And then Avengers 133, 134, 135. And then culminating, at least for now, unless we decide to go further, into Giant Size Avengers number 4. So if you're reading at home... That's what you need to read. So, anybody, does this one or you guys have anything else to say before we sign off? Yeah, don't do too much culminating. Uh, You'll get here on your palms. <laughs> and, I, and I would just echo the words of uh, Vision and say, uh, bye bye <laughs> Termination. Boo. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to two true freaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the two true site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>